We are in Vamos Tzadi Vav Amabez 96b. Uh, we are beginning a new Mishnah. This Mishnah is continuing with a similar topic as the end of the last Mishnah. It's discussing the case of a nine-year-old boy who, between the ages of nine and thirteen, who, in Halakha, such a person, if they have sexual relations, it's recognized as sexual relations. However, they're too young to have sufficient knowledge and awareness to uh, complete a marriage. But when it comes to Yibum, the situation of Yibum where he's the brother-in-law, so perhaps because it there's already some connection there, there's a Zikr there that's created by the Torah, uh, so then it does more. Now what exactly does it do uh, fully is debated, as we discussed in the last recording, but in the end of the day, the rabbis said that it's equivalent, essentially equivalent to Mamar. Mamar is the rabbinic form of Yibum. It doesn't accomplish Yibum on a biblical level, but it does accomplish Yibum on a rabbinic level. And it's basically a form of, outside the context of Yibum, it would be viewed as an engagement, giving a ring or a document. Um, when it's in the context of Yibum, so it only accomplishes something on a rabbinic level. Um, so when it accomplishes, when Mamar is accomplished on a rabbinic level, the first mission we'll be discussing, something that we actually discussed a while back, uh, towards the first half of this tractate, uh, which is when Mamar is accomplished, so it only works on a rabbinic level, does that mean that there's somebody else, one of the other brothers, could accomplish something because it's only done on a rabbinic level? which is, will be the first opinion of this Mishnah, or do we say like Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon is of the opinion that even though it only works on a rabbinic level, but whatever it accomplishes, it accomplishes it in full, in the sense that anybody else who tries to do anything similar is not doing anything. It's, it's, it's meaningless, because whatever was done was done in its entirety. Basically, the question is, when you have Yibam on this rabbinic level, so then, um, what is it? Is it, how does it work exactly? Is it that um, it's partially uh, a Kenyan, partially a form of a completion of a Yibam on a rabbinic level, but not completely, and so therefore somebody else could accomplish something? Or that no, it's like Yibam. Once Yibam is done, regular Yibam is done on a biblical level, so then it's done, it's done, and none of the other brothers could do anything. Yibam was, it was finished. If Yibam was done, it's done. So maybe the same thing is true with Mamar. That Mamar, once it's done, it's done. And even though it only works on a rabbinic level, but if anybody were to try to do something similar, it wouldn't work because on a rabbinic level, you've done everything on a rabbinic level. Uh, so that's the question. So the Mishnah says that the application is the following Mishnah. The Mishnah says, If you have a nine-year-old boy, so he does Yibam, which will only work on a rabbinic level, like Mamar. But what happens afterwards is, and then he has another brother who's also between the age of 9 and 13, who then himself, the second brother, does Yibum also. He also does Yibum, which only works on a rabbinic level. So that accomplishes something to disqualify the first brother. Uh, certainly the second brother's already been disqualified. Once the first brother does Yibum, which is only on a rabbinic level, uh, so then he disqualifies any of the other brothers. But now if one of the other brothers does Yibum, even if they're 9 years that other brother is also nine, so then it will also disqualify the first brother because it accomplishes something. There's the second brother that does something, it is viewed as 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 meaningful on a rabbinic level. 
Rabbi Shimon argues, Rabbi Shimon Omer, lo posel, it does not disqualify, because what the first brother did, he did in full. What the second brother is doing, he's doing essentially the same thing. That doesn't accomplish anything, because whatever was done, was done already. Similarly, the second case of the Mishnah, ben teishishan v'yamecha, shabal yivimto, v'achich al terasa, posel al yidei atzma. If you have, also again, a nine-year-old who does yibam, only works on a bank level, and then he does yibam with, first he does yibam with one co-wife, and then he does yibam with a different co-wife. So it's, it's a, two sisters-in-law uh, from the same husband. They're just co-wives. So that doesn't, the, the, there's no concept of doing yibam twice in that case either. So again, the first case of the mission is where you have two brothers-in-law. In this case, you have two sisters-in-law because your brother was married to two women. Uh, so there, the first opinion says that because it's only rabbinic, if it was biblical and it accomplished yibam, so then you doing yibam once, so then if you do anything with the sister, the other sister-in-law, it's certainly, it's meaningless. It doesn't accomplish anything. But because it's only rabbinic, so then by doing yibam with the, with the sister-in-law, so then that disqualifies everybody. Everybody becomes disqualified and he cannot do yibam with anybody. Rabbi Shimon says, no, what are you talking about? Rabbi Shimon argues again in this case because he says that once you do Yibam on a rabbinic level, so that accomplishes everything that it needs to accomplish on a rabbinic level. Therefore, you cannot go ahead and do something else on a rabbinic level because it's all done. Just like Yibam, everything's done after you do Yibam on a biblical level. So to a rabbinic level, once you do something, it's done. And the Gemara explains Rav Shimon. Tanya, Amr lahem Rav Shimon l'chacham. And Rav Shimon explains to the Chachamim, Im biya rishona biya biya shniya inabiya. Im biya rishona inabiya biya shniya inami inabiya. If, he says, basically, if the first bia, the first act of sexual relations, accomplishes something, so the second one doesn't accomplish anything, because you've done everything already. And if the first one doesn't accomplish anything, because it's only rabbinic and it doesn't mean anything, so then the second one also doesn't mean anything. Either way you go, the second one is meaningless, because either the first one either accomplishes everything on a rabbinic level, or accomplishes nothing. And if it accomplishes nothing, so the second time you do it also accomplishes nothing. So either way you go, the second one accomplishes nothing. That is the logic behind Rabbi Shimon against the first opinion. The first opinion says, no, you can still accomplish something even though you, because it's only on a rabbinic level, it leaves room for somebody else or one of the, the sisters-in-law to then accomplish something as well. The Gemara now just points out, this is also something that we've had earlier. Basically, Rabbi Shimon is of the opinion that Maimar is kona kinin gamor. It, 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 it completes it. Uh, Maimar, the rabbinic level, it does a, it's, it's a complete acquisition it's a complete uh, transfer on a, rabbinic, on a rabbinic level. This goes against Ben Azai. Why? What does Ben Azai say? Tanya Ben Azai Omer, Yesh Maimar Achar Maimar Bishna Yivmin Vyavam Achas. Maimar Achar Maimar Bishna Yivamos Vyavam Echad. Ben Azai, essentially, in our mission, discussed two cases. One is where there's two brothers in law, and one is where there's one brother in law, but there are two co wives. Uh, and in both cases, we seem to be saying that, um, that Maimar accomplishes something. Uh, even after you've already done Mimer. That doing it twice would accomplish something. This goes against Benazi. Why? What does Benazi say? Benazi says that it's true that if you have two brothers-in-law and one sister-in-law, so then when the second brother-in-law, after the first brother-in-law does Mimer, the second one brother-in-law also does Mimer, so then it's recognized uh, and it's valid. Uh, but that's only true if there's two brothers-in-law. But if you have one brother-in-law and two co-wives, so then the, what you do to the second co-wife is meaningless. That's what Benazi says. Which goes against our Mishnah. Our Mishnah assumes that they are both exactly the same. But as it says, no, they are they are different. Um, and that you can differentiate between the two.
Okay, that was really a short Mishnah and Gemara. And now let's continue on with the last Mishnah of this parak of this chapter. And we will not complete uh, this chapter in this recording, but God willing, we will complete it in the next in the next recording. So the Mishnah has a few cases. Again, dealing with nine-year-olds. So if you have a nine-year-old who does Yibam, so basically you have Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Ruvain was the original husband. He passed away without any children. He was married to Rachel. Shimon is the nine-year-old. So Shimon has sexual relations with Rachel. Now it doesn't accomplish Yibum, even though in general it would, but because he's nine, it doesn't accomplish Yibum in its entirety. It's like Maimar. So therefore when Shimon dies, let's say Shimon were to die without any children, so then Levi would have to do Chalitza with um you would have to do chalitza with Rachel and not Yibam. And the reason why she, he would have to do chalitza is because since only Mimer was accomplished, so it's some form of what's referred to, as we'll see in the Gemara, is referred to as Zika Shnei Yivman. Because only rabbinic form was done, so therefore it's like Rachel has some connection still to her first husband, Ruvain, and to Shimon. So it's like she's the co-wife of Ruvain and Shimon to a certain degree. Such a person, you can't do Yibam too. You can only do chalitza. That's what the Mishnah says. The third person would have to do Chalitza. Case number two, totally different. You have a nine-year-old. This is basically just saying a nine-year-old who attempts to get married. Doesn't work. You can't get married if you are nine years old. Okay. Maybe you could do Yibam or some quasi-form of Yibam, but you can't get married. Next case, case number three. Basically, you have a case here where a nine-year-old um, does yibum with um, does yibum with one sister-in-law, right? And that only works on a rabbinic level. Then, when he gets older, when he reaches the age of thirteen, he marries. He he fully marries another woman. So you have Rachel, who's a co-wife. Not who's a co-wife, who's the Yibam on a rabbinic level. Leah is his complete wife because he married her after the age of 13. And let's say he never had sexual relations with Rachel after 13 because if he did, so then that would complete the marriage on a biblical level. So let's say he did not do that. So then what's the law? He passes away without any children. He has Rachel and Leah. So we say with regards to Rachel, so then you would have to do Chalitza, says the Mishnah. You would have to do Chalitza because that's like what we had earlier. That's, uh, there's a connection to two people. Because it only works in rabbinic level, so he's still connected. She's still connected to Ruvain and Shimon. Uh, but if, with regards to the co-wife, with regards to Leah, who was completely married um, to Shimon, so then in that case, well, we will say that she could do yibum. Leah could do yibum or chalitza. She could do either one. It's only with regards to the wife, who only became the wife from when the. Uh, when this person was under the age of 13, was between 9 and 13, so then that person cannot do Yibam, has to do Chalitza, but anybody who he marries after the age of 13 is allowed to do Yibam. Rabbi Shimon argues, and he says you could do Yibam even, and this is Rabbi Shimon according to the, his logical way of thinking, but earlier it fits with his, his thought process, Rabbi Shimon says, you could do Yibam even with regards to the one that you did Maimur to, because he's of the opinion that Maimur makes it a complete Kenyan. Maimur makes it uh, fully, fully, uh, that if it works, it works fully, 
to say that it's a it's a complete Kenyan and it it's a, it, it works completely. So you could do even to either one because it's a, a full marriage to either one potentially. Rabbi Shimon might think that it doesn't accomplish anything, but if it does accomplish something, so then it's a complete marriage. So do even to either one, and then you should do chalitza to the other one because maybe it wasn't a complete marriage, and this doing of yibum is not for the sake of yibum because it's, it, it, they weren't married, uh, but rather it is just uh, getting married to the to to this other wife, and then to the actual wife who was a wife from above the age of thirteen. When he, he married her when he was above the age of 13, so then that one you could do Yibam to, but you have to make sure to do Chalitza to the other one. You always have to make sure to do Chalitza to the other one. Okay. The last line of the Mishnah says, When we discuss the ages, when we say nine years old, it means nine years old in general, but it could even be up to 20 if um, they, they don't have, if they don't um, phys- physically mature, if they don't have two pubic hairs, so then, up to the age of twenty, do we say that the person is still viewed halachically viewed as a minor? They have to have saros, they have to have hairs in order for us to view them. They have to be physically mature in order for us to view them as an adult. Okay, so that is all the Mishnah says. The Gemara. We'll see the first part of the Gemara. We're not going to see the entire Gemara. We'll see just the beginning part of the Gemara. Amar Rava. In the first case of the Mishnah, again, just to review the first case of the Mishnah. Simple case, you have a nine-year-old boy who is the brother-in-law. He does Yibam, let's say he's Shimon, he does Yibam with Rachel, and then he himself dies. So because he does Yibam as a, as a minor, it only works on a rabbinic level. Since it only works on a rabbinic level, so therefore, it is called Ziga Shnei Even though uh, Shimon was only married, even though it was only on a rabbinic level, but it was only married to Rachel, to nobody else. So now Levi, after Shimon dies, has to do Chalitza. We don't say that you only do Chalitza, like what we said earlier, when there are two Kowais, earlier in the sense of way back when, earlier in the, in the tractate. Now, even if it's just one wife, because it's the second marriage was through Yibam on a rabbinic level, it's like she's still connected to Ruvain and to Shimon, and therefore you would have to do Chalitza. Okay, that's the end of the first case. Second case is just a regular case saying that a nine-year-old boy cannot get married. So the Gemara says, I can bring another proof to you from a different uh, whether it's a child, a minor meaning, or it's a Shota, somebody who is not in touch with reality, if they attempt to get married, it doesn't work, uh, and there's no significance to that marriage itself. Okay, last case that we'll discuss today of the Mishnah is Ben Tisha Mishahigda. This is the case of where you have the nine-year-old who's married to two women. One of them he's married to through Yibum as a nine-year-old, and that's only a rabbinic, uh, rabbinic connection. But then once he turns 13, so then he marries somebody else. So that's on a biblical level, that's a, considered a real marriage. So with regards to Rachel... It's only a rabbinic connection with regards to Leah, who he married when he was 13. That is a complete marriage. So the Mishnah says, I don't understand. What's the law? What does the Mishnah say the ruling is? The Mishnah says, according to the first opinion, when it comes to Rachel, who uh, has this rabbinic connection to who was to the person who was a nine-year-old, in that case, you have to, you have to do chalitza. But when it comes to uh, Leah, who got married when 
when uh, the husband was above the age of 13. So they were saying, if the husband dies, so then you can even do Yibam. So the Gemara says, how could you do Yibam? This is a case of co-wives, where one of them uh, is only rabbinically connected and was connected to a previous husband. So in such a case, we say that you have to do Chalitza to both. So why could you do Yibam to one? So the Gemara says, I understand. The co-wife should be exempt, just like in any other case where one co-wife does Maimar, or is, is connected because of Maimar, and the other co-wife is completely married, we say both have to do Chalitza. So CO2 here, here, both should have to do Chalitza. And the reason for this has to do with an earlier Gemara, uh, which we're not going to get into right now. So the Gemara says, No, Amarav, law also be as ben test Rav's of the opinion. Now we don't exactly, now with regards to all laws, do we say that a nine-year-old who does Yibam, it's like they're doing a rabbinic form of Yibam, it's like they're doing Maimar. No, it's not true. It could be even less than that. It could really be less than that. But Shmuel says, also, also Shmuel says, no, it's <laughs> certainly it's like Maimer. It's a rabbinic form of Yibam. Uh, so the question is, so if everybody says, and Shmuel, they both say that it really is Maimer. It's like a rabbinic form of Yibam for the nine-year-old to do what his version of Yibam is. It only works on a rabbinic level. So then I understand. So then why is it that the co-wife... Uh, could do Yibam. In such a case, the co-wife can't do Yibam. The co-wife has to do Chalitza. So the Gemara essentially answers that this issue about whether or not the co-wife has to do Chalitza is really a matter of dispute between different brises. Such as follows. The earlier Brysa, which is going back all the way to, on, to page 31. So that is dealing with a case where we say even the co-wife has to do Chalitza. The co-wife has to do Chalitza. Happens to be that case of dealing with an adult, but it would apply equally to a minor. But there we say that the Kohef has to do Chalitza. Our Mishnah seems to say that the Kohef doesn't have to do Chalitza. It's not true. The Kohef does not have to do Chalitza. The Kohef could do Yibam. It happens to be the, the wife who is only a wife because it's the second relationship through Maimar. So they have to do Chalitza, but the Kohef could do Yibam. And it's a dispute between the different sources. Uh, it happens to be that our Mishnah is dealing with a minor, but it could have been dealing with also an adult. It just happens to be that the case is a minor because that's what we've been discussing. Uh, but in the end of the day, just to conclude, the Gemara is now basically saying, in a situation where you have two co-wives who fall to Yibam, and one of them is just because their relationship to their husband was really on a rabbinic level of Maimur, the other one was really completely married. So there's a dispute. Everybody agrees that the one who is only rabbinically married has to get to Chalitza. They have to have some form of a divorce. They cannot do Yibam. However, with regards to the co-wife who is a full co-wife, completely married to the deceased husband before he passed away. So then there's a dispute. Do you have to do chalitza or, you allow, or are you also allowed to, to have the option of doing yibam? Okay, we'll continue with some an interesting story coming up and the completion of the 10th chapter in the next recording.